911, what's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tash Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I am joined with my new friend, Mr. Bob Galita. Bob, how are you? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm very happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Now, Bob, you are the creator of the diary system, and we're going to get into what that is. You are also a motivational speaker, and you host your own podcast. I was kind of podcast stalking you a little bit this week and <laughs> consume some of your content. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. So we'll get into some of that. But can you just from what I gather, your story is literally like this full circle story that everybody would be inspired just to be able to learn by. So can you start out by telling us as far back as you want to go a little bit about who you are, a little bit of your history and how you came to be the person that you are today? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much for the opportunity to do so. So first and foremost, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. If you want me to dive into anything from the story, then I'll certainly do that uh, afterwards. But just real quick, you know, I was raised in an organized crime family. My uh, my family was very heavily involved in on organized crime and uh, all of the things, you know, life is difficult. And I had a different set of principles instilled in me when I was growing up. And I, I wanted so badly to be accepted and be loved and to do a good job and, and be a good soldier, even at a, at a young age. So I would always do what was asked of me, but I really hated who I was. You know, uh, the, I refer to it as the quiet place, alone, in the dark, head on pillow, with no external input, just the sound of the voice, your voice in your head. And what my voice was telling me was that I'm not a good person. I'm not a good father. I'm not a good son. I'm not a good husband. And I'm not doing this well enough or that well enough. And at the end of the day, it was just some variation of I'm not enough. And I had experienced a lot of trauma growing up a lot because that voice was always there while I was trying to get the love and acceptance of my family and do what was asked of me. I just didn't like who I was. And, uh, just to highlight one of the major impact, uh, impactful moments in my life. My father murdered my mother when I was just a couple of days shy of my 10th birthday, which is the day after Christmas. And nothing was ever said or done about it. It was just kind of swept under the rug. And um, <clears throat> but it, what it had tremendous, tremendous effect on me. And the reason why we're on this podcast and why we're even talking today is because through all of the things that I've been through in my life and a zillion other traumas that I haven't mentioned, about seven years ago, I made a decision that I wanted to be different. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. I certainly didn't have the tools necessary to implement that type of transformation in my own life, but I just knew that I wanted to be different. I wanted that voice that was on, you know, on repeat in my head to be changed. So I made a couple of, I made a decision to do that. And with that, eventually the diary system was created and born. I implemented that into my life. And today in the quiet place, when I lay my head on the pillow, what I hear is that I fully am aware of the value that I offer to the world 
and I truly love who I have become. And I want other people to feel the joy that comes from truly loving who you be. There's so much. I I literally have 10 questions in my head right now. We're going to get to some of these comments really quick. But first, Bob, I am so sorry to hear about your mom. Um, I can't even imagine having to go through something like that. And I do want to make mention we are doing a giveaway for the people that are the person that is the most engaged on this live thread here. So I appreciate everybody who is commenting and spending time with us this morning and within the next 24 hours. Um, yeah, Clint, you're right. That must have been so, so hard. Good morning. Good morning. How did you deal with that tragedy, Bob? Bob Bob is asking that of you, Bob. So uh, which, when my when my mom died, <clears throat> the, I went into immediate entertainment mode. Hmm. I tried to make sure that everybody was feeling okay uh, before that happened. There, you know, the, we're talking a long time ago, guys. I'm 51 years old. So back then, there'd be lots of gatherings at the home, you know, people socializing, and the kids would entertain often. And so I would always tell jokes or do dumb shit, right? Just to get a laugh out of everybody. I didn't realize that the whole room was probably stoned. I mean, it was the 70s. So there was a lot of that going on. But uh, um, when, so when my mom died, there was a week or maybe a little after a week from the time, the day she died until the day that we had the funeral and that whole service. And, you know, I was raised in a Catholic family. So there's three days of misery and suffering, staring at a wake and then the funeral. And it's not like that anymore, but that's how it was then. And um, all I did was try to entertain everybody. I deflected my pain using humor and jokes to try to make sure that everybody else felt better. And that was great for them. But the lasting effects for me was that I didn't deal with it. It took me many, many years. There was, uh, and and I don't want to go too much off topic, but um, just a quick side story. Because I didn't deal with that, because I kind of shoved it away, it created an effect in my life. I was very angry. The night that my mother died, my parents were having an argument. We were at my father's girlfriend's house. Mom came, big fight, blah, blah, blah. And remember, like all of the police were in this town and they were all there. And my father was on his knees. He had one arm around my brother and one arm around me. And my mother was at the car and she's crying hysterical. She's freaking out. She goes, I just want my kids. I don't want to leave. And I told her, I don't want to be with you. I want to be with my dad. And my dad said, go with mommy and I'll see you tomorrow. And then we went back to the house and there was lots of crying and she was on the phone in and out of the house. And then she said, I'm going to the store to get a pack of cigarettes. And she never came home. Hmm. So all I remembered was that the last thing I said to my mother was, I don't want to be with you. And I was a very angry young man and I displayed that every way that I could, but through lots of therapy and self-awareness, I realized that the night that that argument happened when I said that was in October. She didn't die until December 23rd. And for that whole two month span, her and I lived together alone. Hmm. But I, that I just, I'm saying that to show you the power of the mind. I blocked out all of that good. I blocked out all of the joy that I could be holding on to because I focused on the one bad thing and I let it dictate who I be for the next 15 years of my life. Wow, that, that is very powerful. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, how I relate to using humor. I know a lot of a lot of our clients with Leo Warriors, a lot of people in this group, they voice that same exact thing to me. And um, Bob, for anybody who might be unfamiliar in, in your experience, 
what does it mean to be raised around organized crime? So all of the, or several of the men in my life were in the mafia. Uh, currently my godfather, and I don't mean that from the standpoint of mafia godfather, but in my, he, I asked him to be my godfather when I was 13. I was, uh, made my confirmation. He's also my second cousin. And uh, he was a huge influence in my life, especially after my mom died. He kind of took me under his wing and showed me how to live, which meant shaking down clubs, bookmaking, extortion, loan sharking, gambling, all kinds of things. And uh, he's currently serving two life sentences plus 62 years for several murders. Thank but you. What it means is that men in my life didn't have a nine to five job. Yeah. Do, uh, do you still use humor not to deflect, but to help yeah. you deal? Yes, yes, I do. It's it's my it's my go to. Right. If uh, because for me, if something hurts. For many years, I didn't want to feel pain. Who the hell wants to feel pain? So I would do one of two things. Uh, I realized at a very young age that there were things that I could do externally to change how I felt internally. So anything that caused me pain, I would use humor to deflect or anger to soothe hmm. and i would act out i learned at a very young age that there were things that i could do and and the first passion of mine was violence it was very very uh acceptable in my house very very violent home i grew up my brother would beat and torture me daily until i was 16 uh 15 i think um, but violence was just the way everything was dealt with. So I learned that I could be violent and make me feel better on the inside. And eventually that I graduated from violence to sex, drinking, drugs, uh, for 35 years with varying degrees of success, I smoked crack and realized that could change how I wanted to feel. And so that's what I did. Yeah, good morning to everybody who's just tuning in. We are doing a giveaway, whoever is the most engaged within the next 24 hours on this thread. So please ask your questions. If we don't get to them here on the live, then I'll go to and I'll tag Bob in them. Bob and I are both drinking our coffee together. We have the other Bob inside of our group saying hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So to start off the engagement, you guys can pop down what you think your favorite drink is, at least during this summer, which seems to be unusually hot, at least here in Southern California. And Bob, I'm wondering what took place seven years ago to allow things mm. to completely change for you? You know, <clears throat> I've been stabbed about eight times on five separate occasions. I've had dozens of car accidents. I've been beaten very, very badly. I've had most of the bones in my face broken. I've been shot at several times. Uh, once uh, it landed and... Um, you would think that any one of those would be a catalyst for some severe change. That wasn't the case. After all of that, we became, my life was so insane that it, that we used to say it's just another Tuesday at my house. It's my wife stabbed me some years ago. And when I got back from the hospital, I just crawled back in bed with her like it was normal. So I also have a 25 year dysfunctional, insane booze, sex, drug fueled relationship in, in the rear view mirror as well. Um, but on this particular day, nothing happened. Ashley, I was sitting in the driveway and I just was tired. 
of being me. Hmm. And I made a decision that I wanted to be somebody else. And sadly, everyone else was taken. So I had to figure out a way to be a different version of me. And like I said earlier, I didn't have the tools, but I made what I think is the most important discovery of my life. I was open to the idea of what's possible. And that is the principle, the first principle of my transformation that enabled me to be who I am today. That, that is so powerful. And actually, my husband, he he calls that his fuck it moment. So he he's had mm-hmm. a fuck it moment um, and there's no explanation for it. I've asked him several times to try to explain that that moment, that mindset, what went on, what happened. And it, there's mm-hmm. nothing. It, it was just a fuck it moment is all he says. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Humor works wonders. It absolutely does coffee. Yes, I can. I, I can agree with that one. Two types of people in public safety, those who use jokes to deal with this and those who lie and say they don't. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, anything is possible. So during that transformation, then having your fuck it moment, Bob, mm-hmm. what was what was the first step for you when you decided that you wanted to be somebody else and the only person that you could be was the person you wanted to change within? Sure. So again, in that moment, I uh, what I did was, and this is very important. This so I created did had no intention on doing this, guys. I was not. I I wasn't creating this transformational system so that I could promote it, sell it, package it, teach others. I just wanted to be different. And like I said, I didn't have the tools and that's everything I knew about how to live my life was fucked up. Everything I knew was just the, you know, all of my decisions were rock hard place, pick which one I'm going to bounce between, you know, and fuck it. We'll just deal with the consequences when they come. I have a, a graduate degree in problem solving, conflict resolution, crisis management, right? Like really uh, educated on how to fix shit that's fucked up. And sadly, most of it was shit I fucked up. So I got really good at, at doing that. So on this particular day, I made a decision and I didn't, like I said, didn't know how I was going to do it, but I imagine this is the diary system in the 32nd version. I imagined what it would look like if I could wave a magic wand and be best Bob. So I call what I now call best Bob. Um, What would that look like? Who would I talk to? Who would be in my life? What would people feel when they were around me? What would they think about me? What would they think about themselves? How would they act? What would we be doing? Where would I live? And I imagined this perfect scenario, removing myself from the dysfunctional relationship, the mob family, the, the, sex abuse as a kid, the 16 year history of being beat up by my brother. Like I removed all of that trauma, all of the injuries. And I just said, here, we, we wave this wand and now I'm perfect. What does it look like? And then I just started to act congruent with what that guy, how he would live. And some things worked and some things didn't. And then I just had to remind myself that every day, I still have to make a choice to remain in that space. And I'm happy to report that here we are seven years later. I, 99% of the people that are in my life today, I did not know five years ago, most of which I didn't know a year ago. Yeah, that, that is surprising and a true transformation. And um, a lot of telling people no and telling yourself yes, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. How do you realize there was a different way to... I think that's supposed to say behave <laughs> little to no other exposure to something different. 
But, well, I've been arrested, I don't know, 30, 40 times, something like that. Uh, literally in other countries and here in the United States, I was in the Navy and um, served five years on the aircraft carrier USS America, uh, spent three years there, two years in school. So I've literally been uh, more than halfway around the globe and I have an arrest record that has traveled with me everywhere. So yes, I didn't know. I didn't know how uh, to be different, but I knew the rest of the world wasn't going to jail every other weekend. I knew that the rest of the world wasn't smoking crack like it was a paying job. I knew that the rest of the world wasn't solving every disagreement with a pop to the chops. You know, I knew that those people existed. I had no idea how they made it from sun to sun without any of the things that I used to make it from sun to sun. But uh, I had to believe in something. I had to believe it was possible. So that's that's all I did. I tell you, the, there are three principles to my coaching program and my transformation. Number one is to be open to the idea of what's possible. Number two is to focus on the being more than the doing. And then lastly, it's to be intentional versus reactionary. And I implemented those principles in my life as I still do. And I implement the diary system into every single decision that I make today. And that is how I was able, and it didn't happen overnight, guys. Listen, it didn't take, it, I didn't screw up my life overnight. So I certainly wasn't gonna fix it overnight. It took time and it took trial and effort and it took failure, lots and lots of failure. But this time I had a clearly defined goal and a vision of what it was. I spend time in the morning looking at my vision of the future and I've been doing it for years now. And, and it reinforces what I said to you earlier. What does best Bob look like? And, and this, and so listen, how many of you struggle with decisions? Does anybody ever make a decision and then question that decision? Do you ever make a decision and then change your mind and change it back and you waddle back and forth between, is it the right thing? Is it wrong? I really, how many of you wish you could just know that this decision right now, I'm making it, boom, and it's the right one. That's where I live today because it's very, very simple. When I go down my checklist, these, this decision will either support and contribute to Best Bob or it won't. It's either congruent with who I've chosen to be or it's not. And if it's not, I don't do it. And I'll tell you the biggest struggle I had uh, was that there were so many people in my life that supported the lifestyle that I lived. And I, and when I say that I was connected with them, I don't just mean like we'd hang out every few weeks. I mean, all, all, every single day, these people were in my life. So the first thing I thought of was, well, how am I going to navigate living a life without them? Cause I know they're not on this path, but what happened was I outgrew my sandbox because I changed my trajectory in life. I made a decision on who I was going to be and where I was going was nowhere but down. And I was taking a shit ton of people with me. So when I decided that I wanted to go up and change that trajectory, I invited the people in my life to come. Hey, guys, we're going to go on this new path of self-awareness, self-development, self-improvement. Who wants to come? You know, and a lot of people, they didn't. And it's okay because I didn't have to say goodbye to them. And you won't either. You just stay true to who you be. And those people will fall off to the wayside because if they don't want to improve, they certainly don't want to be around somebody who is. And uh, and that was it. I didn't have to say goodbye to those people in my life. I'm no longer married to that same woman, part of outgrowing my sandbox. And 
that's it. It's just, it, it, it happens over a period of time. Well, that, that is super enlightening. Oh, absolutely. I struggle with decisions. I'm better, but you're right. It takes time to get there. Absolutely. And as we wrap this up, Bob, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, are you open to coaching new people right now? Sure. Sure. And then do they just get a hold of you on your website at bobgaletta.com? Yeah, you can go to bobgaletta.com forward slash call and you can book a discovery call with me. Uh, just one thing, if I if I make Ashley, the best way to speak with me every day, which is what I love to hear from other people. I have a podcast, but I love to hear from you is I have a room on Clubhouse and you can pop in there. It's Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern time in the United States. And it's under the Beyond Our Boundaries umbrella. That's the club. And the room's called Inspiration, Authenticity, and Joy. And I would love for people to hop in there and let me know who you be. Beautiful. Now, as you listen to this, whether you're listening to this live here, thank you for dropping that link. Whether you're listening to this live here, you're consuming this content on our podcast. Maybe you're catching the replay. You might not have a story just like Bob's. I'm guessing you don't have a past relationship with the mafia, but I am going to guess that everybody has been to that point where you might have had a fuck it moment or be on the brink of a fuck it moment. And if it is you, I think offering a discovery call, something that you have no obligation to, there is no commitment to do something like a discovery call is a very cool thing for somebody to open up for you. So I would definitely take advantage of that. Bob, go ahead and stick around so we can chat a little bit about how my maiden name is Capone and how that might have some relevance and conversation for us to be able to enjoy together. And I thank you so, so much for spending time with us this morning. Thank you. I, I've had such a pleasure and I'm so happy about a new connection. That's what today's Clubhouse Room was about, all about connection. And I love to make connections with new people. And listen, all great relationships start with hello. So reach out to somebody today and say hello. Beautiful. Thank you so much.